The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Well, hello there and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you? And uh, yes, have you seen the title? Have you seen the title of the episode? That kind of gives it away. I did tell you last week that we're so excited for this week's pod, man. Oh, oh, I, mm, I need to calm down. I have to get through the introduction, don't I? Yes. <laughs> Welcome. This is the Big Rab Show podcast. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. If it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Don't forget, you can help support the show, of course. Like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon. And you can get early access to episodes, exclusive interviews, performances, all that kind of good stuff. There's so much back there in our Patreon, just too much to list. So yeah, be part of the Patreon faithful, and get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So... Guys, as you can imagine, December 30th, we're just kicking our way into New Year's. But first of all, we just want to ask you guys, did you have a good Christmas? At this point, of course, the turkey and the spuds have all been well digested by now. And your house still looks like a bomb's just hit it with boxes and wrapping paper everywhere, I'm sure. Uh, But we do hope that you've managed to have a good holiday season, that you've all managed to stay fit and well. And uh, yeah, had a real good time, as you can imagine. This is being pre-recorded. I did manage to tell you this before. Uh, just shortly after our episode dropped with Bruce Gandy, actually. So this is being pre-recorded. So ourselves and the Big Rab Show team can take a couple of weeks off. So right now, quite possibly, I'm spending time with family. Either chilling out with the kids in front of the telly, possibly watching Mandalorian for the 100th time. Or, you know, spending time with the wife, kids, family all around me. And just taking the best of the break. But um, we didn't want to leave you guys disappointed with no podcast this week. So, uh, yeah, the title of this week's episode kind of gives you an indication of the giant we are speaking to in the piping world on this week's episode. Now, first of all, I have to explain that this week there is no listener mail. Because like I said, it's all being pre-recorded. So we don't have any listener mail this week. But that should not dissuade you from sending them in. Because like I said, once we come back into action again, then yeah, your emails and all of that will reach on the future episode. So yes, send in your listener mail and your weekly drones as well. Yes, there's no weekly drone this week, unfortunately. Uh, But yeah, send in your weekly drones to us. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash weekly drone is where it is. You can find it there. There's a big button saying weekly drone. And you can send them in to us. Completely anonymous. And uh, yeah, we're all sorts of excited for the next lot of incoming weekly drones. We have a few now in the can, as they say. And we're looking forward to bringing those. I dare say we're going to start a fight with some of these. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, sometimes weekly drone can be really quite strong. But there we go. That wouldn't be entertaining if it wasn't. Yeah. So there you go. So you can submit those weekly drone completely anonymous. And uh, there's no names, no bands, no locations, no identifying factors. It's just your thoughts and feelings and what's going on in the piping scene. So, well, folks, with Christmas behind us, the holidays and all of that, we are now looking into the mouth of New Year's. Of course, tomorrow night, of course, is New Year's Eve. We're looking forward to 2021. And the hope of a new season. If anything, that sounds like the title of a Star Wars film, you know, A New Hope. Yeah, so a brand new hope in 2021. Obviously, I'm not going to get into politics and all of that with, you know, what governments are doing with, you know, social distancing and a possible vaccine that's being rolled out here in the UK at the moment and all of that. And whether it is the light at the tunnel that everyone's thinking it is. We do know that there's been dates published and stuff and they're in the calendar. We talked about that in a previous episode. And uh, again, I would still urge people not to go racing out and start booking hotels and stuff. You know, I am aware that people are doing that. 
even following our episode there on uh, with Bruce Gandhi, a lot of folks were saying, you know, Rob, I'm booking hotels and flights and all now, man. I'm heading to Paisley. I'm going to Dumbarton. I'm going, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, just wait. Just wait a little while. Don't, don't be so hasty. Uh, for a very good reason. All of these dates are in pencil and things can change. You know, we did talk about that. So, yeah, <clears throat> I'm still getting those messages now. So just be careful, folks, whenever you're booking travel arrangements. We're not quite out of the woods just yet, but we do hope that 2021 will be a better year for piping and drumming. Let's just say that it'll not be the return to normal that we have hoped, I suppose. You know, we're not going to have a full-blooded competition season like we expect in every season. It'll be a season of a difference, I feel. And ourselves and the Big Rab Show team, of course, will be there covering the entire thing as best we possibly can. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing come January and February. We're going to be furiously behind the scenes trying to plan for the coverage that we can provide you guys in this coming year. So when it comes to New Year's resolutions, I suppose ourselves and the Big Rab Show team is we just want to do what we can to help support the scene. That's all we've been doing in 2020. It's been a horrible year, folks. And even from ourselves and the Rab Show team, it's been quite a devastating year. Uh, we've had a lot of stuff, big plans that we had, various different live events and different things. Uh, you know, we even had international travel and stuff all planned out for this past year, and all of it cancelled. Everything plug-pulled. And uh, that's a full disclosure right there. <laughs> but yeah, we had a lot of different things planned for the podcast this year and for the radio show, and all of it got cancelled. And... um. Yeah, we're not complaining by any means because we're in the same boat as everybody else. Our musicians, our bands, our piping fans are suffering this past year with a lack of events and music in general. It's just been a horrible, horrible season. But we want to say a massive thank you to all of you for sticking with us, of course. You know, throughout 2020, it has been a horrible year, but we do think that it's kind of polarized the piping scene where we've all kind of gathered together this one big piping family. It's been very heartwarming, you know, where we're all supporting each other through all of it. So that in itself is a boost of confidence, I suppose, that whenever the doors do open again at an incoming season, that possibly we'll get back on the grass all guns blazing. Now, just how many guns we'll have blazing remains to be seen, and we'll talk about that in a future episode, I'm sure. Uh, but this week's episode, folks, I really just want to concentrate on where we are right now, which is... 30th of December, it's uh, New Year's Eve Eve, I suppose. Um, yeah, if, that is, if that's even a thing. And we're, yeah, we are celebrating what could have been, I suppose. <laughs> it could have been such a better year. But we're looking forward to 2021 with hope. Yeah, so there you go. All right, this week's episode has no listener mail, no weekly drone. So we're just going to fire straight into the topic, which is an interview with... An absolute piping legend. I have to say, I am a little bit of a Field Marshal Montgomery fanboy. And <clears throat> Richard's been on the show before, uh, but he's never specifically been on the podcast. The last time I was chatting to Richard in person in an interview scenario was whenever he appeared on Fuse FM. We actually brought that episode, our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, we brought that here to the podcast. So, um, yeah, that was all sorts of incredible <clears throat> and I do remember at the time, I was so nervous. I was so nervous talking to Richard. And equally so, Richard was just as nervous talking to me. It was very odd. You know, I was like talking to this legendary figure in the piping scene. But yet, Richard was nervous talking to me. Very strange. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, this interview, I feel, is a lot friendlier. Richard and I have got to know each other now over the past few years. And... Uh, it's more like a couple of mates talking. Uh, so it's not a hard and hitting interview by any means. It's just more of a catch up with Richard to find out what the guys at FM have been up to and also how lockdown has affected him and all the rest. And yeah, any advice for, for folks going forward, I suppose. So guys, you may have noticed that this week's episode is a little bit shorter, uh, but that's basically because we have this interview and we don't have any piping news this week. But we do hope that... Uh, this interview is possibly one of the best that we've done with Richard Parks MBE. Honestly, it's an incredible thing to be able to bring you guys here on the podcast. Richard is an incredibly busy man. And uh, I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Richard for taking time 
to lift a microphone and chat to us guys, honestly. Uh, so, yeah, I do hope that you guys have en- enjoyed this last bank of shows, but we're about to peak right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, I can't, I just can't tell you just how special this interview is, honestly. It's simply incredible. So, guys, without any further ado, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, it's that time of the week again. It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you. With a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. McClellan Bagpipes from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan from Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes Born in Scotland, made in the USA. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Ah, Yes, indeed. Topic of the week time. And yes, just a little bit of an introduction, really, before we hit the go button here. Um, I do know that a lot of people actually really loved last week's episode uh, where we had Bob Worrell on the show. Our Patreon folks out there actually had early access to this. So, yeah, they have managed to see the Bob Worrell interview before. So a lot of the comments were coming from our Patreon supporters saying that this interview was incredible. And we hope that you managed to enjoy last week's episode as well, chatting away to Bob Worrell. It was an incredible interview. But this one coming up, we have deliberately kept in the can for a couple of weeks. Uh, so we can bring it to you here, right now. I can't believe I'm about to say this. I, I, even saying this, I have to pinch myself. Yeah, this is real. Yeah, this is very real. Uh, okay, let's welcome Dr. Richard Parks, MBE, to the Big Rab Show podcast. So, welcome to the podcast Richard Parks, MBE. How are you, Richard? Are you well? Hi, Rob. Yeah, everything's good. Pretty, pretty normal, except uh, not doing too much else. Not getting yes. excited at all. <laughs> it's been really challenging times. 2020 has been quite a weird year, I suppose, for piping and drumming with everything cancelled. How have you found it yourself? Uh, it has been. It's been strange, you know, to have no practices, no competitions, no socialising. It's been like really difficult, to be quite honest. I'm sure it's difficult for everybody, but um, you know, it's it's got a total um, 
change to your social activities and your social life. But I mean, it's, put it this way, you know, people in the past have been through worse, have been through world wars, you know, so it's not that bad. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not usual for us. Let's just say that. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah, and and I'm sure you're just exactly the same as the rest of us in the piping scene. You you're bound to have missed the music this year. Yeah, very much so. Um, miss miss being a band practice. Miss getting new tunes out there, new melodies, having just putting the finishing touches to them, but never actually got them finished. So we've not not actually heard them yet. So. <laughs> I'm quite ex- excited about getting that all together whenever we get the chance to, to, to get the band together, you know. So well, you kind of preempted one of my questions, actually. I was going to ask you, how are the band coping with lockdown and everything? Had you guys been working on new music and stuff for the new season and everything? Well, we had during last winter, uh, oh. up until we had a, um, a big practice in February when uh, it was the first time we got the, the new medleys on the floor of the drummers and uh, yeah. and all, all the guys in from Scotland. So it was, it was a really positive practice, you know, um, and things were going well. And uh, what, everything wasn't, everything wasn't finalised, but I mean, it never got any further than that because the lockdown happened and, uh, yeah. you know, we haven't been getting together at all since then. Oh, that's it. So that's what I was going to ask then. How have you guys been kind of, keeping together and I don't know if you guys still motivated to play in that at the moment yeah I mean I think you know everybody's individually motivated you know um, but you know, when you haven't got anything to work for it's, it's very difficult to motivate people but um, yeah. you know most of the players in the band do solo stuff and, and, and they've been working on that and you know, at, at the beginning of lockdown it was everybody was you know having a tune on um, Facebook and stuff which, yeah. which was good but then that sort of dies after a while you know um, yeah. So, I mean, we have a, a WhatsApp group and, and there's a lot of uh, communication on that. And we've had some, a lot of uh, Zoom meetings. And, but again, they, they, you know, they can only do so much. Okay, you, you see people, but you can't really interact with them. But, yeah. um, but that's the same for everybody, you know. So, it's, you know, it's down the list of priorities at the end of the day and in, in, in the world you know, the, the, the pipe band scene, but I mean, it's very important to us all and uh, we've missed it. Yeah, that's it. And as much as we're talking about the music and the playing, as you say, Richard, the social side of it too, like, I don't know, you know, I haven't seen folks now in months from the piping world. I, yeah, I don't know. It's bound to have been difficult for everyone. No, it's difficult for everybody, definitely. Indeed. Now, we've had previous interviews here on the Big Rab Show and we're chatting to all our folks in the piping world and saying because they're not practicing and they're not going to band practice every two nights a week or whatever, they've actually filled their time with other stuff, picked up new hobbies. Have you picked up any new hobbies yourself, Richard? <laughs> I, not actually a, a new hobby, but I used to do a fair bit of running. And uh, yeah. more recently, like uh, two years ago, I started doing the park runs. Um, so I, I put a lot of time into that. I've actually been running about three times a week. Uh, all year, nice. yeah. I mean, yeah. I had been doing that. I had been doing that before lockdown, but uh, when lockdown happened, and you know, wasn't at work, it was it made it easy, you know, because uh, you didn't have to go to work during the day. So we just went out for a, a yes. run every other day or every every few days. So uh, I've enjoyed that, um, but I'm still practicing. I'm still practicing every couple of days. Like when you get to my age, you have to keep the fingers moving. Um, <laughs> I remember one one year I actually didn't practice for about two months in the winter. I went getting back to it was absolutely terrible Ooh, and uh, I'm not going to ever let that happen again so I, I still keep playing the pipes every couple of days not every not every day and sometimes not every other day but two or three times or four times a week I definitely am still playing through the stuff to keep the fingers right. moving just as you say to kind of work off the rust because it, it does set in you know yeah no, definitely. It, it sets in. and the older you get the quicker it sets in but, uh, <laughs> but I mean you asked me about you know anything else so I have been I've uh, been doing a better doing a, bit, a fair bit of running and uh, I'm going to keep that going hopefully there you go great stuff and it's good for you too you know definitely yeah so fair play yeah, it's you know. not great for the knees sometimes but uh, you know anyway uh, there you go. downsides and everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I do know other folks out there are now turning into whiskey connoisseurs. They've turned into whiskey tasters, uh, wine drinkers, and all sorts of food stuff. So <laughs> myself included. Yeah. 
so I can maybe do with taking up the running. Um, but yeah, I have a quick question, actually. We've got a number of questions sent in from listeners of the show. He's asking you for various different tips and advice. You mentioned about playing in different solo events and stuff you know, over the course of the, of the season that didn't happen. Have you any tips for anyone competing in a solo event? Uh, we have people who are climbing through the ranks. And they just have you any advice for any solo players? Well, I mean, I have judged a few events and uh, it's easy. It's not easy. When you judge, there's things that stand out. The quality of the recording is ultimately important. I've seen players play really well, but the quality of the recording is so poor that it spoils the performance. Yeah. So when, you, when, you, when you're competing um, through a video, make sure that you've got the best quality, quality video that you can get. And if you need to upgrade your equipment or whatever, do whatever you need to do, but have a look at it yourself and make sure that it's a really good quality recording because the quality of the recording is very important in terms of a, judging a video event. You know, when you get five or six players and then somebody comes on with a really good performance, but a really poor recording, you know, it's not, not yeah. the way you want to present yourself. You know, get yourself the best quality recording you can. That's it. Quality is king. And it does kind of spoil yeah. it, you know, if you can't hear or see everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, no, I think that's good advice for sure. Um, so, yeah, you've obviously competed in solo events yourself, Richard. Uh, we've got another question from another soloist asking, how do you cope with performance anxiety? Have you ever suffered from nerves? Oh, yes. <laughs> you have? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, I mean, nerves sometimes can, can be a good thing. Um, it, it can help you peak at the, you know it gives you that wee bit of an edge sometimes but what is very important is that you're well practiced that you're not going to an event and you're not that well practiced if you're well practiced and you do it in your living room every night and then you go it's just like repeating that but if you're not well practiced then the nerves can make it worse but if you're well practiced the nerves can actually help your performance and give you that wee bit of an edge when when, when you're actually performing so the main yeah. thing is to be fully practiced and be and, and you know performance anxiety sometimes can come from the fact that you're not well practiced or you're or you're a bit concerned about about things. Be yeah. com comfortable with your performance in your own house in your own living room or whatever before you go and uh, can, uh, play in front of people. That's, that's, it. that's very important. Before you tread the boards, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's that's actually quite a good one. That you know that actually sharpens your senses, I suppose. If you're panicking a wee bit, has there ever ever been a time that you've stood in the line at the worlds, and you're looked up, and there's the big screen, and there's the cameras, and there's the crowd, and you're going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> every <that> time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, how to be daunting, no. like yeah. Oh, it, it is daunting, but I mean, it, it's what we all work for, you know. At the end of the day, and. You know, it's the it's the time it's the time you go and you stand and and you should be at that stage confident of your performance. Even though you'll be nervous, of course you'll be nervous. Everybody's nervous, but mm -hmm. if you're confident in your in the way the band's sounding and the way the band's going, then once you get the bag under your arm and you hit the E, then you're then you're happy. All pipers are the same. Once it's the introduction, that's the main thing. You need to get the bag under your arm and hit the E. Once, once you're there, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it indeed. So then again, we also, we always have uh, beginners and learners listening to the show, myself included, actually. Bet you didn't know that. I'm picking up the chanter for the first time. I thought uh, you were a drummer, Rob. I am. I am a drummer. But no, Andrew Shelley has been teaching me how to oh, pipe right. with Very Tully Lagan. And uh, I, let's say Andrew has the patience of a saint. I'll say that. Right. But, <laughs> Good. Good yeah. forward to seeing you. I uh, don't know about that. I might not be in the grass anytime soon. But uh, but yeah, have you any tips then for beginners who are lifting the chanter for the first time? Um, again, it's down, it's down to practice at the end of the day. You know, um, it's practice your technique and your exercises. I know everybody wants to get onto tunes really quickly. And once you get onto tunes, it's still very important to go back and practice your technique. Because, I mean, even myself, when I started going for lessons um, with Jimmy Banks, um, he taught me when he when he was stationed over here with the Scots Guards, and the first thing he gave me was a sheet of exercises. So it didn't matter how well I was playing. There's a sheet of exercise. Go away and practice that for next week. So the main thing is to get your technique taught well, and then you you need to keep practicing your technique at all at all stages. Even when you're on the on the pipes playing tunes, playing in a band, mm -hmm. you need to actually maybe start off your practice session every night with doing some technique exercises and 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 
that that will help everybody. The technique is king. And a wee bit of extra practice on that will never do any harm. Does no harm at all. So that, that, that's our next question then. What does a normal practice session look like for either yourself or anyone else who play for field marshal? Do you guys work in the fundamentals, like scale navigation, stuff like that, as well as th- um, thundering well, through big tunes, you know? Well, that, that depends. You know, every individual, will, especially if they're playing solo. If you're playing solo, yeah, mm. technique is, is really important. Obviously, technique in the band is important as well. But, you know, for, for, for the band... Um, you can get away with things that you don't get away with in solos, but I'm not saying, I mean, they still need to be really good. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, you know, mm-hmm. you know, really tightening up your Dublins and stuff and making sure you're hearing two grace notes for solos. Whereas in the band, you're not going to, you're not going to hear that, but certainly our individual practice, you know, my own personal practice uh, would be, you know, concentrate one night on your MSRs, concentrate another night on your medleys and make sure you play through them as you play through them at the band practice or at the competition. So that, mm. as I said before, so it's second nature to you. So that you're not going to band practice, not having practiced your medleys or your MSRs, so you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so it's all about being prepared for the, the, the band practice or for the competition. And for me personally, it's playing through the medleys, playing through the MSRs. You know, and then obviously to get warmed up, you play, you know, some stuff you like to play, you know, so. That's it too. So you you do still play for the joy of it though. You know, you do just play for the music for the music's sake. Yeah. You do. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't enjoy the music, then you you wouldn't be doing it. You know, you have to, I mean, there's a certain amount of discipline you have to have to play in in any band, but you you have to love it and you have to love what what you do, you know, so... uh, Having said that, you know, I've been playing the two medleys <laughs> through the whole of lockdown, you know, so. Um, <clears throat> there anyway. So that, that's it. Now, now we're going to be rolling into 2021. We'll talk about hopefully new music and stuff going forward, but we still have more questions from our listeners. Uh, one such question came in, uh, actually, Andrew Shilladay asked this. Uh, so I'm throwing Andrew under the bus. Uh, he says, uh, have you brought any skills from your day job as an engineer to your role in field marshal? Um, an interesting question, that. It is. It's a good question, actually. I think <laughs> you could say that the way I think about my job is a similar way that I think about the band and about tuning up. A lot of things that I think about with regard to the band are all common sense based, you mm-hmm. know, so and it's similar in work. So the way I think about my work, I apply the same thought process to the band and getting the band sounding the best. I mean, mean, people will see me positioning the band on the day of a competition the same way that it'll be positioned in the circle because the sun will have a different effect. You know, that's a common sense approach. But a lot of people don't do that. You know, everybody just goes (laughs) and plays in a circle. But you need to think about, if you're going to be playing in the sun, in the circle, and where the sun's shining, you should be practicing with the sun shining in that position. You know, so that, to me, that's a com- that's a common sense approach, and that's just yeah. one aspect of it. You know, Damn. about the band playing their pipes before uh, they tune up. Everybody does the same thing, and for yeah. me, that's yeah. common sense. Rather than one person goes and squeezes and licks his reed, and another person, you know, um, has had his chanter in his pipes so that's three days everybody does exactly the same thing which for me is common sense so there you that's go. the sort of approach that i would have the similar type of approach i would have in my work that's Hopefully. interesting yeah so having like a systematic kind of very clear course for everyone yeah that's interesting yeah there you go um so let me see we've got another question in what qualities do you look for in a player who may have an ambition someday to play for field marshal um, well, it would be all the basics in terms of good technique and the ability, you know, to, 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 to keep the pipes in tune for a long, for a long period of time and um, a good attitude. There you go. That's it. So, you have to be able to work with them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, that's it. You know, that, a lot to be said for personalities. And like, I, people always say to me, oh, I, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Sometimes that's not the case sometimes if you're a good guy and you can get along you can get good enough you can practice enough so you you know so there's yeah. a lot on the personality front richard i think too yeah no there isn't it's in like all organizations you know you need to have a good blend of personalities within your group or your organization so I mean, yeah. that, that's key to it as well as well as the, all of the technique and the playing issues um you need to have a 
you know, a good attitude as well. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's, from, that's definitely a very clear answer there. Yeah, thank you. Um, so we have an, a question that's come in from somebody who's involved in tuition. And this last while, they've been struggling trying to get a work-life balance because they're teaching all the time because now you're doing it online. So there's no real nine to five. Um, have you ever kind of delved into the world of tuition and all of that kind of stuff? And then how do you balance it with band life, work life and everything else? Well, I mean, depend, depends what you're doing. Obviously you have to have time for yourself away from piping and, and uh, you know, away from teaching. You need, you need to have time. And yeah, I think that's key. You need to have time within the week when you're not doing anything with regard to piping and you're doing something yeah. more normal, let's just say, but, um, you, also you need to have time when you can help people, you know, as well. So I'll tell you what, one thing that I did, um, we were doing the, the last concert we did in 2016 mm-hmm. and I needed, because it's so much music and I said, I need to give myself more time to learn music. When am I going to do it? So what I ended up doing was I started getting up earlier, going to work earlier, leaving earlier. So that I had an extra 45 minutes at the end of the day to put some time into the practice. And yeah. I've actually continued to do that. So when I get up at 10 to 6 every morning, so I'm in work for half seven and I get away at four. So I've given myself an extra 45 minutes or an hour at the end of the day when I can do things, either it's practice or go for a run or whatever. So yeah. give myself a bit more time um, to do something to, to, get, to do something you want to do. It's all on your own time management, basically. It is. Yeah, it is. exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for our listener questions. So thank you, everyone, who sent those in to us. Uh, but, yeah, I've got some questions as well. Um, Richard, have you ever lifted the sticks? Have you ever been tempted to lift these and g- give it a go? <laughs> only, only very badly, Rob. Only very badly. Yeah. No, oh. uh, no. Not, not good. Not good. I've seen people that, that can do it, um, but I can't. No, so that's it. The reason I'm asking is because obviously I've been a drummer for years. So I'm lifting the chanter and I'm laughing at myself doing it, thinking this is a disaster. So no, I just figured I would ask. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I've tried, but no good. No. Although I haven't said that, my brother always says that um, when we were first in the in the band hall, it was roughly. I know it wasn't roughly, it was, it was a band called the Pikestone where we went to for our very first band practice when we were like mm-hmm. nine and 10 or something like that. And my brother says that whenever they asked who wanted to be a drummer, I think I put my hand up. So, oh, so really? he says, I don't actually remember that, but um, <laughs> he says that that's the case. So um, there you go. Could have been a very different road for you, Richard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we probably wouldn't be speaking just now, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I have to talk about 2020. It has been such a difficult year with everything cancelled, and all. it's just quite depressing. But we are starting to see light at the end of the tunnel now. We've heard various associations around the world hopefully planning for a new season in 2021. Are you looking forward to next year? Yeah, I just really hope that we get a some sort of a pipe band season, even if it's you know later in the year. Uh, the way things are looking at the minute is, that I don't see any pipe bands practicing inside, given that there's no no scientific studies have been done to find out exactly what happens with with the bagpipes. There have been some things out there, but nothing that's really been focused on it. So really, we're probably depending on the vaccine. And we're probably depending on this quick test thing that, that, that they're talking about, you know, which, mm. you know, at least if you, if you knew you didn't have it, then you could obviously get together. And, you know, if there was a possibility that a number of people could be tested, like the whole band could be tested before a practice, something like that could yeah. possibly work. Or the vaccine, which is the, the big hope for everybody. And if the vaccine works uh, to the level that they say it's going to be, then there will be some normality coming back, which is, which is the really the light at the end of the tunnel. But that's going to be sort of after spring next year you know it's only three yeah. to six months for the vaccine so you know there won't be any indoor practice i don't think for the next few months so yeah. until the vaccine gets ruled out and then you know if that's the case then we're going to be looking at outdoor practice when you're not going to be doing that before april or may you know at the earliest that's it yeah so, mm-hmm. and by the time I think, able, I think, yeah yeah i think what we need to do is is actually plan that there's going to be a season next year and okay the zoom stuff you know for socializing was good but for next year i think 
if we've got a season happening then towards the end of January and the February, then we need to start getting together and doing one-on-ones on Zoom and making sure everybody is up to speed. And mm. hopefully if we can see there is, there is a plan for a season, then that will give people the motivation to do that. You that's know, it. so yeah, that, well, and, and that's, we need to have a season next year, just to, to, something to aim for, for everybody. That's it. Even if it is only a handful of competitions, you know, two or yeah. three, that would be enough. I think people would be yeah. happy with that, you know? Yeah. And, and like if they were able to say the world is going to happen, you know, whatever, if the world is going to happen, then, well, you know, we'll all be working for it, won't we? You know, oh, so. Definitely. Yeah. And you're going to have to tie me to this chair to keep me away. <laughs> I really missed the Worlds this year. I'm sure you did too, yeah. Richard. Yeah. yeah. How, how did you find Worlds Week? Yeah, it was, it just didn't, nothing happened. It was, it, it, it didn't even, didn't even resonate to be quite honest. You know, when you, New Worlds Day and, and uh, there were a few things on the internet, which were really good. Mm. Um, but um, it wasn't the same, you know, no, you need to no. be there. That's it indeed, yeah. As much as watching videos and live streams and stuff, there's nothing like being there in person, I have mm. to agree. Yeah. So going forward then into 2021, you're hoping that bands are going to start practicing again. If FM managed to grip up together again and we have you guys back on the grass, will we be having any new music from you? Well, as I said earlier, we had two new medleys prepared because... The year before was the first year that we didn't win a major and many's a long year. So that really did motivate us because and that motivates me as well because mm. there were things I analyzed what we did during the year and I analyzed what we could have done different. Um, and when you look at the end of the, end of, at the world result at the end of the day, we lost the world by three points. Mm. And that's a very close margin over four competitions. So, you know, I, I looked at a few things. I thought, well, I can see where we could have got those three points. So hopefully I've, I've employed that into our, the two new medleys that we put together and uh, we can go forward with that. But, um, you know, we were, you know, the fact that we didn't want to major motivated us for 2020, which didn't happen. So hopefully that motivation will still be there for 2021. It's certainly there with me and uh, hopefully I can instill that into everybody within the band. I'm sure it will be there, Richard. No doubt. No doubt at all. And if anything... I can't wait to see us back on the grass again. I'll say that. <laughs> you know, I can't wait either. <laughs> That's it indeed. So we have some big rap show staples that we have to ask everyone who comes on the show. Now, we already know what your favorite cheese is. So we've asked you that before. Um, but have, are you a fan of pineapple on pizza? No. Good man. Definitely not. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't belong there at all. No. No, no. I like, you know, well, the usual stuff on pizza, like a hot pizza as well, pepperoni or whatever, but uh, not, yeah. no, that's not for no me, business. not for me. Definitely <laughs> not. Uh, have, you, have you seen the fashion trend in the pipe band world with yellow flashes? Would you be a, a fan of yellow flashes? Absolutely not. You know what, I've not seen it. I've not seen it. I'm going to have to look out for it now, but no, definitely not yellow flashes. Oh, no. If you ever see someone wearing yellow flashes, you, you'll, you'll notice them. They really stand out. You know, that's what? Yellow flashes? That's no, a choice. No. But it, so, used to be, it, <laughs> it used to be everybody wore white socks. You look that's back right, at old yeah. videos now, everybody wore white socks. And, you know, mm-hmm. the colored socks look far better, I have to say now, but back then, everybody... Back in the day, everybody wore white socks. That's it. And I remember wearing those white hose, and then at the end of the day, they were nearly black at some competitions. That's right. <laughs> they were a nightmare to keep clean. Um, but yes, let me see. Another big rap show question is, uh, yeah, Richard, have you got a most embarrassing moment in piping that you can share with us? Well, actually, yes, I do. And... Uh... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh! It changed. It, it changed what I do since, and, and I'll, I'll let you know what it is. Um, I remember there was one band bridge competition. It was in. It must have been in the early, late nineties or early two thousand. I can't remember. And uh, generally, I would go to go to a pipe band competition in my uh, normal clothes and have my kilt hung up behind and my, my jacket and everything hung up in the yeah, in the car. In the car, mm-hmm. right? So everything was out um, on the Friday night waiting to, to go on the, on the Saturday morning. And there was a guy traveling with me. Scott Drummond was traveling that, that morning. So uh, loaded up the car, um, 
drove down to Banbridge, got out, of, got out of the car with my jeans on, went to look for my kilt. No kilt. Oh, no. <laughs> no kilt, right? <laughs> Banbridge, right? We're playing in like probably two hours. It's like 45 minutes back and 40. I can't go back. Oh, nightmare. So, <laughs> no. Um, so I did have my cape. Right, so I yeah. ended up. Well, this is panic station. It's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and uh, do you borrow a, a kilt from somebody? How can you borrow a kilt from somebody? Because what are they going to wear? So, it, it, so right, okay. So we, we did. We, we what I did was we had a t Trevor Buckley was tenor drummer in the band that day, and I, I gave him the keys and sent him back to the house to try and get my kilt back before the competition. Right. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, he didn't make it. So, uh, <laughs> so, so what I did was I put the all the rest of the uniform on: shirt, tie, jacket, mm -hmm. shoes, uh, socks, the rest, and put the, the cape on. Yeah. Now, lucky enough, it was raining that day, so it was, it was well justified in having the cape on. But at the end, it's coming like half an hour before the band was playing. It didn't matter if if, the, if Trevor got back with the kilt that wasn't putting it on there anyway. So I ended up having to go on and play with my cape on and no kilt. And the rest of the band didn't wear a cape. So I was wearing a cape to play that day. Oh, um, that's and since that day, I traveled to the competition in my uniform every day. And I never I never travel in my clothes and, and bring my, well, it's uh, overseas, but um yeah, so That's I played without my kilt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story and a half. That's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much, Richard, honestly, for chatting to us on the Rab Show podcast. And it's great to have you back on the show. And uh, can you please send our best to the rest of the guys and the bands and to yourself as well? Yeah. Yeah, oh. absolutely, Rob. And yourself and all the followers of the show, you know, let's get out there and see everybody again in 2021 at some point. Exactly. And oh, at this point, we should wish you a happy new year. Yeah. Happy new year. <laughs> yeah. Happy new year to you too, Rob. Yes. Have a good, have a, have a good uh, uh, restrained party. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, Richard. Take care. Thank okay, you. Okay. Bye, Rob. Wow. <laughs> that was simply incredible. I have to say a huge thank you to Richard Parks for joining us on the show it's always a pleasure to chat to Richard on the show and, uh, you know, just have a bit of a laugh with him now, I suppose, <laughs> you know. So if anything, it was great to find out what he was doing during lockdown with ticking up running and everything and being ultra productive and, uh, you know, just making me feel really fat and lazy because here it is, it's 30th of December and I've just ate my own body weight in potatoes and turkey. Uh, maybe I should get out and run now like Richard does. Uh, but honestly, I have to say a huge, huge thank you to Richard Parks for, yeah, taking the time to lift the mic and to chat to us on the show. We do know he's an incredibly busy guy and to take time to chat to a wee silly podcast honestly means the world. So thank you very much, Richard. I appreciate it. Now, guys, that's it possibly for this week's episode. But first of all, I want to say a huge thank you to the Big Rab Show team who have been absolutely smashing it out of the park this last while. As you guys know, over this last few shows, we've had some quite incredible interviews. We've had Fred Morrison, Bruce Gandy, and just last week we had Bob Worrell. And now we've just had Richard Parks. Now, I don't know how quite we're going to top that. I don't think that we possibly can. That was quite a run of some huge names in the piping scene. Uh, but guys, honestly, I really hope that you've enjoyed this last few episodes. Ourselves and the Rab Show team have been furiously working hard on these. Uh, you know, the organization of these interviews is not easy. And also putting together a list of questions and stuff that would, you know, that we would hope that you guys find interesting and the answers of which and stuff, we'd hope that you've managed to enjoy them. Uh, so, yeah, the interview with Bob Worrell was not edited in any way, uh, as well as the Richard Parks one. We wanted to bring it to you, warts and all, start to, start to end with the mistakes and everything. Yeah, we just thought that was the best way. Rather than try and cut stuff out and then possibly miss some information, we thought... Hey, present it the way it is. So there you go. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, don't forget, if you would like to help support us, you can do. Head along to our Patreon page, which is where it's at. The Big Rab Show over there on Patreon. Um, I think there's a link in the show notes, actually. And, yeah, you would have got early access to interviews and things like this. So you may have already seen it. If you want to see the video, of course, of this interview, it's up on our YouTube channel, or at least it will be. Uh, but uh, if you have access to Patreon and you're a part of the Patreon faithful... 
then you'll have already seen it. You've already seen the video. It's up there. You can go and watch it. Um, so, yeah, sorry to our Patreon folks um, who may well be expecting some new stuff. Uh, but, yeah, they've already got early access to all of our previous interviews that we had on the show. There you go. But, yeah, I have to say a huge thank you to the Rab Show team who've been working tirelessly behind the scenes putting all of this together. And also to all of our interviewees for taking time to talk to us. It's simply epic. So now we are the other side of Christmas. We hope that you've all had a really good time. That uh, Yeah, Mr. Santa Claus brought you whatever you guys wanted, of course, for Christmas. And now that we're looking forward into 2021, I dare say ourselves and the Rab Show team, what our attitude is is that we're hopeful. We're hopeful that 2021 will be a better year. It'll be a year of building, I suppose. It'll not be easy. It'll not be the return to normal that we all expect. It'll be a cautious, slow rebuild of our piping scene. Now, I'm not just talking about competition here. I'm also talking about, you know, the Celtic and folk music scene as well. Because let's face it, you know, every gig out there was cancelled in 2020. Everything went online for a little while. There was a buzz about it. And then it all kind of stopped again. And then now we're seeing possible light at the end of the tunnel. And hopefully 2021 will be a brighter year for the piping scene. As for ourselves, like I've already said, our New Year's resolution will be to try and help support the piping scene in every way possible through this rebuilding process. Ourselves and the Rab Show team will do everything in our part to make sure that we are keeping our piping audience engaged and enjoying our incredible music. And that's what it's all about, folks. You know, this pandemic is here, yes, and it tried to steal our music away, but it hasn't gone. It's still there. Its people are still there. And the love of that music and its people is very much the driving force behind the Big Rab Show. And that's exactly why we're here. So, folks... If you enjoyed this week's episode or any of our previous episodes, then please do get in contact with us. We really want to hear from you. Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Our address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can reach us on our social media, of course, The Big Rab Show on Facebook or, indeed, on Twitter, at Big Rab Show. Send us in a message, even if it's just to say, you know, I enjoyed that wee episode with Bob Worrell. That's fine. Just send us in a message. We always love hearing from you. And, uh, of course, if you have something negative to say or, you know, if you want to have a bit of a moan, and let's face it, 2020, you can moan about a lot of things, then, yeah, email us in or even check out our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. That's where you can do it completely anonymously. Well, folks, 2020 has been quite a year. And ourselves and the Big Rab Show team, we have done what we can to help support the scene throughout what has been an incredibly difficult year. We've all learned to adapt to new ways of working, the new way of life, and uh, ourselves, a new way of podcasting, and a new way to try and keep everyone together and keep the music playing. And that's what I would urge you guys. When 2021 comes around, I want you guys to do what you can to keep the music going. Don't let it die away. Don't let the pandemic win. Lift that chanter and have a wee tune in the house. Lift them pair of sticks and have a rattle over a 6-8 just for the crack of it. You know, now that we're over the holiday season and we have some spare time and you're kind of sick of looking at the family by now, then why not steal yourself away for 30 minutes? Grab that practice chanter. Play a couple of 4-4s four or whatever. Scotland the Brave, even Amazing Grace, for goodness sake. Play a few tunes just for the joy of it. You'll soon discover, you know, why I really like this. You know, I, there was a reason I lifted this thing in the first place. I loved it. And I think you'll rediscover that. And, you know, 2020 has been a horrible year for all different aspects, but there's been so much positive involved as well. There's been so many tune collections, so many new music uh, creators out there have been furiously busy. Also, our Celtic and folk music scene has been incredibly vibrant as well. well. Let's face it, next month we see the launch of the Celtic Connections Festival. There's so much in front of us in 2021. We are hopeful that our piping scene can rebuild and bounce back twice as strong as what it was at the beginning of 2020, before all of this madness. I have to say, from all of us here on the Big Rab Show team, we want to wish you a heartfelt, happy new year. We wish you every success and happiness in 2021. Let's do this together, folks. 
let's stick together let's keep this music going as best we can and yeah come this time next year when we're looking forward to 2022 we can say to ourselves that we're proud of what we achieved in 2021 we've rebuilt a piping scene from absolutely nothing and we've raised from the ashes of what was a horrible event in human history but look at us now our piping scene is thriving We've even more pipers and drummers than before. The standards are rising. So many bands involved and more people getting involved in our incredible music. That's exactly what we hope for 2021. And we want to wish you all a very happy new year. Wherever you are out there, wherever you're celebrating your New Year's celebrations, we do hope that you manage to lift the pipes and have a tune at the bells and you know, bring in a new year in style. Lift the glass, lift your pipes, and have a great New Year's celebration. Guys, wherever you are out there listening to the podcast right now, thank you for downloading this week. And each and every week, and to all of our interviewees who have, you know, spoke on the show throughout 2020, to all of our band performances, for all of our events, and just everything that we've managed to produce on the podcast this year, it's through no small part of the Rab Show team, and also your support on Patreon. And to all of the supporters of The Rab Show, honestly, this year would not have been possible without you. So thank you all. And without further ado, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. And uh, yeah, we will see you all again next week. Or we will see you all again next year. Happy New Year, folks. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>